welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and light on reviews this week, but there is a ton of stuff coming, so take this moment as a breather, get ready for the onslaught of holiday movies and the awards deluge that is still somehow happening this year. But without further ado, here's We're Watching What? First up is Come Away, which while technically is getting a theatrical release, you can also rent it on demand right now. However, I highly recommend that you do not, do not see this film. I don't know how this film got made. I try, generally speaking, to be a little generous towards films or trying not to go too far into ragging on them because I'm like, all right, well, a lot of work goes into this, a lot of effort. I try not to, but this is one of those ones where I'm like, how did this get from story to script, to, you know, produced, to made, to distributed. Where were the checks and balances? There are so many stages where somebody should have gone, this doesn't make sense. Where is the plot? You have to have a plot. It doesn't have to be a traditional plot, but you have to have a plot. This just made no sense. I watched it with three other people. None of us really pieced together what the plot was supposed to be. The film sort of sets up this idea that the stories of Alice in Wonderland and Peter Pan come from the same family and that these two kids, and actually there's a third kid and this is a slight spoiler, but I believe it's also in the trailers. It's also in the log line and description. So, you know, whatever. Uh, but, but basically the, uh, Peter and Alice are a brother and a sister. And then they have an older brother named David who passes away. Again, this is in the description. The amount of talent who agreed to be in this film, who must've read this script and gone, yeah, sure, fine is astounding to me. You've got Gugu Mbatha-Ra, you've got David Oyelowo, you've got Angelina Jolie, you've got Michael Caine, you've got Anna Chancellor, you've got Derek Jacoby for like this little cameo role. I don't understand how any of them, maybe they only read bits of the script and just trusted that it would come together in some sort of logical way. But the story is just, it's not fun. It doesn't have any sort of whimsy. I feel like it's so self-serious. If it was meant to be aimed at kids, there's no playfulness or fun to it. It's just a bunch of sort of incoherent references to material that they probably don't know at that point. If this is your first introduction to Peter Pan or Alice in Wonderland, you're gonna have no idea what's going on. I had no idea what was going on and I'm familiar with both the things it's referencing. There are moments where it's like, okay, well, Tinkerbell is actually assigned to Alice. And I'm like, well, why would that, that doesn't make any sense. And that the way they introduce like hook it just oh I'm getting so frustrated and flustered because it was just so incoherent and I don't know what it was trying to say like I don't know what the message at the end of the story was supposed to be is it supposed to be about not growing up because you didn't do a good job because one of the kids grew up like it's oh okay anyway do not see this film do not waste your time this film is not for adults this film is not for children this film is not for anyone I am actually disappointed that this film got made probably at the expense of another film I think the only thing that I could maybe try and commend the film on is that at the center of this story, which is supposed to be about these two children's tales that a lot of people are familiar with, it's a mixed race family. Angelina Jolie is obviously white, David Oyelowo is black, their kids are, you know, their fictional kids are mixed race. That is never a plot point in the film. There are a lot of times where I feel like it flirts with starting to talk about race and it'll be like, oh, but you're from, and then it'll be like an uneducated background or something along those lines. You know, it's more class-based than pointing out the explicit color of their skin. However, the other problem is, great, colorblind casting, fine. And I do get frustrated because colorblind these days usually really kind of just refers to black and white. It doesn't usually include Asian or Latinx or, you know, Southeast Asian, any of the other sort of colors on the rainbow, not necessarily included when we talk about that. And so you have, you know, you have this family at the center of it, but then looking at the rest of the cast, and I'm talking about like the extras, right? None of them are black except for one servant. And so I'm like, if you're going to make it not about race, 
And you're going to just say, yes, this is a totally normal thing to happen at this time, you know, that she is married to this man, nobody bothers them about that. Great, fine, but you have to make it so the rest of the world also matches that, and they didn't do that. So while I feel like maybe this film was trying to give representation to a new generation of kids, really, it's doing a terrible job. And also, in good conscience, can't recommend this film to anybody. Don't care what color you are, don't care what race, gender, you know, age. It's a bad movie. You're not gonna have a good time. I don't know how it got made. Again, it just, it makes no sense. Anyway, I think I've said enough on it. Don't go see this film. When I saw the trailer, I was like, maybe it'll be so bad it's good. You know, it, it'll be one of those sort of hokey, enjoyable things. No, it was just really bad and a waste of time. So I'm only gonna give it 0.7 out of five. This was one of the worst films I watched this year. The other film I want to briefly mention this week is Ammonite, which opens in some theaters right now, but it will be coming to streaming in December. And so I'll talk about it more extensively then. It's an interesting one. I think it's really hard for me because it comes from the same studio that did Portrait of a Lady on Fire. And I do think there are some parallels between the plot. It's both of them are about female relationships. This one stars Cate Blanchett and Sorcerer Ronan. And look, Portrait of a Lady on Fire is one of my favorite films of last year. I think it's so well done. This one, it's just, it's hard not to draw the comparisons because I, they also just sort of tonally feel very similar. I'll talk about it more, but it's it's one I'm looking forward to exploring in detail. I think it's worth seeing, but I would say temper your expectations for it. 